Well, sometimes it can seem like it can seem like we're all alone. It can seem like that, you know. Elijah thought he was alone. And there were other Christians, if you will, in Elijah's day, but he said, you know, he was the, the Jezebel slew all the prophets. They want to kill him. He's the last one left. You know, in ministry, it can seem like you're alone. It doesn't mean hey, and all, nobody save itself from me. But it just seemed like when you're called to a ministry, it's like, man, I'm, I'm on the front lines, and I'm, <laughs> they're trying to kill me. And uh, and there's a need for it. Elijah was, you know, telling God, I've, I've been very zealous for your name. You know, they they've turned away from you, and I've been zealous for your name, and they killed the prophets. Now they want to kill me. And it seemed like he was alone. But if you read uh, a couple chapters before that, I think in 1 Kings 17 where Obadiah tells Elijah that he took care when Jezebel was killing all the prophets of the Lord, that, that he hid away a hundred prophets and fed them with, uh, fed them with bread and water. So they weren't all dead. <laughs> but Elijah thought they were. You know, and when he looked around, it was just him by himself versus 400 prophets of Baal. But God still worked on his behalf. You know, and when you're alone, it can feel discouraging, man. You know, ah, oh, man, I know what it's like, man. You know, I, I've been busting my butt, man, working on these books. Uh, world changing books but it just seems like everything like every every step of the way is just a a trudge you know and, and somebody helped me uh, some people helped me cover some costs for it and it put me to tears because I was so used to just bearing the whole load on my shoulder you know without nobody helping me but but you know they 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 did it and then that was the end of it and now it's like here I go again you know it's like you're climbing this mountain by yourself and I'm sure we all you know if you're in ministry sometimes it can seem like you're by yourself man but you're not by yourself you know there are there are people going through the same thing you're going through in the rest of the world it just feels like you're by yourself Elijah felt like he was by himself And, I mean, it can be so discouraging. You know, you try. You know, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. And the way they, they wanted to kill Jesus. Even though he was doing all the miracles from the Lord. And then Elijah, you know, in the same pattern. He calls together the prophets of Baal and Israel. Calls all Israel unto him. And before everyone, the prophets of Baal failed. And God sent down fire from heaven and consumed the sacrifice that Elijah set up. Drenched it in water and everything. A miracle. Yet, instead of them acknowledging what had occurred, you know, they did initially, you know, the Lord's God, and then they, they, uh, they acknowledged that. Uh, but how quickly 
the situation just went right back to what it was. There was a major miracle done. And yet and still Elijah finds himself running from Jezebel with only one person with him right after that. You would think all Israel would have stood up and said, hey, you know, the Lord worked on this man's behalf. <laughs> Let's stand with him. Yeah. But Elijah finds himself running, you know. But you never know how that miracle reverberated. You never know the, the word of that carried and you know, things began to change. And Elijah did say it was to turn their hearts back to the Lord. But, you know, we may be doing things and it may seem like a great thing. And in our mind, we're just like, man, I know this is of God. This is going to be great. And then we do what God calls us to do and it just falls on the ground. And it's like, you know, people walk by and look at it and kind of kick the tires a little bit. They just keep on rolling. Like, you're like, this is supposed to change the world. <laughs> And I think Elijah felt felt something like that too because he, you know, it had been three years without rain according to the word of Elijah. And then it started raining again. And you would think, you know, and Elijah went before Ahab to Jezreel. It's like, okay, God is doing it. He's turning things around. God's released the, you know, it's been three years. You know, Elijah was basically by himself where the brook was with the ravens bringing him food. You know what that's like to be by yourself? It seems like the only people visiting you are animals. <laughs> but it was like a major, you know, event. And, and the rain came. Elijah prayed and the rain came. And it was just, oh, this is amazing. And then, the, you know, the, the prophets of Baal were slain. The, the miracle from heaven. And it would just, it just seemed like. This is it, man. This is the, the time where all my work, you know, <laughs> this is it. And next day, you know, he's running by himself. <laughs> he's running by himself for his life. And he thought he was by himself, you know. He, he thought he was the last one standing, if you will. But God assured him he was not. And when he sat under that juniper tree, he prayed God, prayed and asked God to just kill him, you know. Just go ahead and kill me. I'm not better than my, my father's. You know, he felt like a failure, you know. He felt like a failure. But he wasn't a failure. And you may feel like a failure, but there's a process. Just because you're alone and everybody's hating you and it's just seems like you ain't making no difference. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. And God wind up coming to Elijah and encourage him and giving him giving him what he was supposed to do after that and it was things that occurred after that that really set in place the change in Israel so 
It seemed like he was a failure. And then everything changed after that. And how many times do we see that in the Bible? You know, what if Jesus, what if Jesus evaluated the effect of his ministry while he was standing before Pontius Pilate? Now think about it. What if Jesus evaluated the effect, the result, or the standing, the perception of his ministry? You know, that well, how's your ministry going? Well, they want to kill me. All my all my disciples, the ones that uh, he was training, they they left him. <laughs> Jesus. Instead of where Pontius Pilate, if he did not trust in the Father's plan, you know, because he didn't even want to go to the cross. He was like, take this cup from me. But he was willing to say, not my will, but your will. And so he's there against his will, you know, doing something because it's the Father's will, alone, persecuted, getting beaten, spat on, about to die. What if he would have evaluated his ministry, you know, and said, man, this is a failure. I'm a failure. I'm not not gonna follow this through. This is, I took a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> and some some may write about this here situation. But he went through. And it was that the hardest time that brought the greatest results. And just because it's hard, just because you're alone, doesn't mean that you're failing. If you read the examples before us, that was the pattern. David was was running for his life from Saul. You remember when Jonathan shot the arrows and told him, yeah, my my father wants to kill you. He wept and ran off by himself. You know, it's it's just the way it is, you know. Nobody really understands what you go through. And it's not that people are against you, you know. It's just nobody understands like God does, like Jesus does. But he's sufficient. Jesus said, you'll leave me alone, but I'm not alone because the Father's with me. Paul said, every man forsook me at my my first answer. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. So, just understand that everybody ain't bowed the knee to Baal. And when you're out there in the war zone, you're behind enemy lines, you're taking fire, you're shooting back, and it seems like, man, I'm, I'm not making a difference. You got to understand, there's, you got your brothers and your sisters that the Lord has strategically got them flanking around the other side. You may not see them because of all the jungle in between you and them. But there's a common objective and we have a common Lord who is working in each member of his body to fulfill that objective. And you may feel like, man, my, my work is insignificant. You know, I, as I, 
I have a, I have a lexicon, a, a, a Greek English lexicon that that is duct taped. I got it. it man, the thing was falling apart. I got duct tape on. I won't throw it away because it means a lot to me. I got that thing at a used bookstore, and it was already in bad shape when I got it. But man, I put that thing, there's highlight marks, circles, and everything all in it. I used a mess out of the thing, man. I tell you, and it was a time when I was, you know, I, I call it my, my wilderness experience. You know, when I was in Fort Worth, ran the upstairs from this guy, and all I did was sit up there and study all the time. And I felt so alone then. And I remember reading something in the, in the front of it. You know, the guy was basically just giving an introductory, uh, you know, just a preface to it. But... But you could tell he loved God. You could tell that he was trying to encourage people that were studying the Bible. And it literally brought tears to my eyes. Literally. Because it was just that encouraging to me at, at that point in time. And I got this lexicon. You know, I got it all taped up on myself. I tried to find a new version of that. You know, to try to replace the old one. And I couldn't find them. They're not available. There are other Greek English lexicons available, you know, but not that one. But I was able to get it at a inexpensive price. It was there when I needed it. And you know, people may look and say, "Well, that guy did a lot of work on that lexicon, and it's not, it's not, uh, nobody's even using it anymore. It's not even available anymore." But but it was in my time of need that it was there. Uh, and it, 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 I was able to pull a lot of fruit out of that. He got a lot of fruit out of that in my life, you know. And so you may, it may seem like nobody cares, man. You know, it may be one person, man. It may be one person to take something you said, something you're doing, and just run with it. Just run with it, man. And you may never know in this life. The effect that you're having. And so we should remember Jesus. You know, remember Paul. Remember David. Remember the ones that were by themselves. Elijah. Jeremiah was thrown into a pit. What? Jesus said, oh, when, when you're ostracized, when everybody hates you, that's how they treat the prophets. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing, brothers and sisters, that we, we experience the thing. We experience the things that we see in the Bible that the men of God went through before us and then we still, while we're going through them, we feel like something's wrong. Like, oh, why is it like this? When Jesus said you ought to be jumping for joy. But it all centers on faith because we're looking at things beyond this life. And that's the, the victory that's what overcomes the world is our faith, you know, because this world is going to make it hard for us. Oh, I tell you, man, this flesh, yeah. This flesh, the world, the, the enemy, the people, it's hard to deal with, man. But the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. As long as we keep looking at eternal things, at judgment day, at the eternal reward.
then we can keep things in perspective and keep it moving and understand, hey, man, we're, we're only here for a little bit of time. Our life is but a vapor. We don't want to waste our time. Yeah, it gets hard, but, hey, man, it was hard yesterday, and yesterday's gone. It was hard last year. Last year is in the books, man. It was hard for the last 10 years, but the last 10 years are in the books. And I couldn't get them back if I wanted to. I couldn't go back and replace a moment and, and do it different. I can't go back and have fun where I was where I suffered. I can't go back and suffered where I had fun. I can't change anything. It's in the books. And so we need to realize, man, to, to redeem the time, man, that to look at the days that we have and understand why we're here and make them count. Because pretty soon these days are going to be in the books. And as hard as today might be, brothers and sisters, it's only a 24-hour period. We ain't here that long, man. We are not here that long. It's amazing. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a amazing the amount of uh, work you can get done, the amount of uh, results you'll get if you are focused on God and intently serving Him wholeheartedly. And it is scary. It is terrifying the amount of nothing you get done whenever you're not focused on God. Whenever you're distracted and you're living for the cares of this world, you know, and you're caught up in distractions, you ain't you you don't get nothing done. And I know there's sometimes when, you know, things, you know, matters pull you away from you know, what you would do if you didn't have nothing else that, that needed your attention. But it ought to be that, that drive. I got to get back to what God's calling me to do. I got to get back to it. Because this day is going to be in the book soon. I don't want to stand before the Lord like the servant with the talent that, that, that he went and hid the talent. And stood before the Lord and said, I, I knew you were a hard man. You were able to reap where you, you hadn't sown. You know what? You didn't need me to do anything. You can, you can make it happen without me. The servant believed in the Lord. The servant was given something from the Lord. But the servant wasn't saved in the end because he didn't produce with what was entrusted to him. And man, I'm telling you. And if we can keep that eternal perspective, when we stand before the Lord, when we stand before the Lord on that day, it'll all be worth it. We will not regret anything that we're going through. And we, and the more we think, you know, hey, we're going through, we'll look at what the prophets go through and then realize, hey, this might be an indicator that I'm doing something right here. You know, remember Job. Was Job getting, you know, clear direction from God, you know, at all times? Sometimes we don't get the clear direction at all times. Sometimes it seems like, you know, Paul said it seems like the like God has put forth us, the apostles, last. As they were a spectacle unto the world, you know. Paul didn't always know everything, you know, that, that, that God was saying. He had a dream. Remember he had that dream? I think the guy from Macedonia in his dream, you know, saying, hey, come help us. And he, you know, he he thought it was from the Lord, so he acted on it. 
He said we see through a glass, darkly. You know, it's not, we don't we we know in part. And sometimes it seems like, man, did I mess up somewhere? But this one thing I found, brothers and sisters. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Maintain your integrity, and you'll be all right. He's gonna he's gonna hold you up. He'll come see about you before it gets too hard. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right. Maintain your integrity. And I know it's hard to think rationally when you when you feel alone, when you're hurt, when you're tired. But your labor's not in vain. There's a lot of things you could do that are in vain, but your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What farmer goes out? I mean, he busts his butt, man, and, and tills the ground and makes his rows and and plants the seed and pulls up the weeds and irrigates the land you know all this all this before he sees anything any for any semblance of life or anything from his work but Jesus said the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven uh, is like a man that sows seed in the ground and then he sleeps and you know, night and day, and it, it sprouts up by itself. And then when the time comes, he goes and reaps the harvest from it. You know? But the, the farmer didn't see all that from the jump. You know? What if he got halfway through and was like, man, this sucks. I ain't, I ain't got not one piece of corn out of this field. And I done, I done plowed this whole field, man. I done pulled up all these weeds, man. I done put all these seeds down. I ain't got no corn from this field, man. What's the deal? But it takes time. And so, while you're waiting on the harvest, don't be discouraged because the word of the Lord will accomplish what God sent it to do. It won't return to him void. So remain surrendered and abide in your calling. Abide in your calling. What he called you to do. Because we ain't all called to do the same thing. Live holy, yeah. Abstain from sin, yeah. But we ain't all called to the same ministry. We talked about it in Romans 12. We should maintain our position. You know, sometimes it gets hard and you try to get out of your position and try to do something else. <laughs> try to follow that cookie cutter pattern because everybody else is doing something. So you think that's the way it's supposed to be. And then you try to do it and it don't work out. And the whole time you got this drive in your spirit saying, I do this, do this, do this. Like, I do it, but nobody cares. You know, it doesn't make a difference. But it's that drive in the spirit that this is what I'm calling you to do. Quit trying to be like everybody else. And when you stay in your position... 
got to know what God's calling you to do. Stay in your position. That's where you'll thrive at. Get out of your position. That's when you're, you'll not be fruitful. That's been my experience. Because the Lord called me to, to write. And sometimes he'll give me a word. But I tell you what, you, 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 take a, you take a ministry upon yourself. You take a ministry upon yourself that he is not calling you to at that time. And, uh, and it's going to be rough. But he's able, to, uh, he's able to teach us and to mold us. And we're all learning. You know, you can't be too hard on yourself. Because we're all learning. You know, that's why we need discipline. You know, the, the father corrects the son who he loves. Now, where if there's no learning, if there's no process, if there's no mistake, well, why would the father correct? He says, if we don't, if we're if we're without chastening, then we're bastards. So if we ain't, if we're not getting chastened for something, if he ain't correcting us, then it says we're bastards. And why would we need correction if we weren't still in the learning process? We're all still learning, man. It's in the, don't be so hard on yourself. Just maintain your integrity. Now, if you get out of line and you do things that God says don't do and you know this is sin, I'm going to do it anyway, that's a whole different story. You need to repent. And line back up. But I tell you what, in the process of serving God, when you maintain your integrity in Christ, there's still going to be a lot of bumps on the road, a lot of hard times. But just maintain that integrity. Never give up. Before you give up, go pray. Before you give up, go seek God. Go fast. Go sit before the Lord in prayer. Seek His face. Don't give up. Go pray. Go pray. And don't let it be a rigid prayer. Open your heart. Read the Psalms. I like the Psalms because the, the prayers in the Psalms are so just open hearted and real with God. And that's what we need to be is real with God. You know, this is really what I'm going through. But don't let it be uh, uh, real with God in ignorance, but let it be real with God in faith. You know, I feel like this. This is the situation but I remember the way that you've taken care of me in the past. And I trust you that you don't change and it's going to be all right. But I really need some help right now. I feel like I'm just getting crushed by this pressure and I could use some encouragement, Father. I need your strength because I'm weak. You know, and God's glorified by, by our lack of ability and his provision of ability. You know, Paul, he said... To, in, in 2 Corinthians 1 that, that they were pressed beyond strength even to the point where they thought they were going to die he said but but they were pressed to that extent so that they should not look to themselves but to hope in God and so they were they were to the point where it's like and I cannot I it's over that's a wrap I don't have nothing else to give at all it's it's over I'm it's just nothing left for me but death. And he said, but we were put in that situation so that we could, we should look to God. And he said, and God rescued them. 
<laughs> and he says, and we have hope to God that he will deliver. Because <laughs> God don't change. And that's the thing, you know. It, it's not fun. But, man, we get to eternity. Hey, man, that's the thing, you know. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. When we get to eternity, that's what this is about. That's what faith is about. Man, if you, you know, it, it, uh, Paul said the ones that want to be rich in this world, they, they fall into temptation and a snare and many hurtful lusts that drown a man's soul in perdition. You know, you can't, you know, the, the desire for things in this world can cause you to be snared. You know, for one, you're, you know, if you think gain is godliness, you're in trouble. You know, you, hey, I'm living right for God. My life's not supposed to be like the prophets of old. My life's not supposed to be like Jesus or like, like Paul in 1 Corinthians 4. My life's not supposed to be like that. I'm supposed to have it going on. Now, that, that can, you know, a, a false expectation can really get you in trouble when that expectation don't come to pass. You know, you ask a miss, says James, that you might spend it on your own lust, you know, so you don't have it. But it's just it's time for us to deny ourselves and take up our cross. That's our death sentence. Like, hey, I, this is over. I, this is I, I'm a dead man walking. You know? It's not about me no more. You know? What kind of man taking his cross, uh, taking his cross on one shoulder, is you know trying to uh, live it up with his other half? You know, or we take the cross. I'm dead, man. I'm a servant. You know, whatever. I'm not in, not under my own control right now. I'm a, I'm a bond slave. I'm denying myself. It's not about me. Well, that's hard to do. Yeah, it's, it costs you everything. She said, anybody not willing to leave everything cannot be my disciple. But that's a lot to ask. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But it's going in the books if you do it, and it's going in the books if you don't. And one day we're going to stand before the Lord. And all the stuff people try to hang on to. They'll hate it. They'll despise the things that they, they loved in this life. That they said, I want this more than God. They'll, they'll hate those things. Oh man, it'll grieve them. But it'll be too late. But it's not too late now. To follow Jesus. So let's do that.